Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to preview the upcoming game for the Falcons in London, their home game on the road. Thank you, NFL schedule makers, as they take on the also one in four New York Jets in a game that is critical for two brand new coaches as they try to rebuild these rosters and get onto some sort of winning uh, track uh, early on into their seasons. Obviously, the Falcons are going into this game with uh, several pieces of bad news. So let's get into that first uh, before we look at the actual matchups. Uh, the, the news that looms over this game, obviously, for the Falcons, is the fact that uh, starting wide receiver, wide receiver number one, Calvin Ridley, will not and has not made the trip uh, to London. He will not play for personal reasons. Uh, we do not know what those are. Uh, obviously, uh, they're severe enough for him to miss the game, for him to not even make the trip. Uh, we we hope everything is well with Calvin. Uh, obviously, there are some things more important than football. And if there's something going on in his life, personal, that uh, would cause this, obviously we wish him the best and we hope he can get back uh, quickly. Likewise, wide receiver Russell Gage, who was injured in week two against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will not make the trip either. And um, that is a massive blow to lose your two starting wide receivers. In fact, this is going to be the second straight week that the Jets will face a team that did not have their two starting wide receivers. Last week, they faced the Tennessee Titans, who uh, did not have Brown or Julio uh, in the game as well. And obviously, they won that game in overtime. So that is uh, quite fortunate if you're a Jets fan uh, and unfortunate if you're a Falcons fan. So right now, it looks like Alameda Zacchaeus and Tajay Sharp will be the two starting wide receivers. Um, that is a terrifying statement and will influence the uh, matchups we look at and the predictions we make for this game. Uh, so obviously keep that in mind. If you, if you hear something dire, it's because things are dire. Uh, and finally, Marlon Davidson, defensive tackle, uh, also did not make the trip. Uh, he has been out for several weeks as well. Uh, really, the Falcons are getting an early bye week. They may need it just to get back some of these guys healthy. Uh, Gage and Davidson missing multiple games. Obviously, whatever is going on with Calvin Ridley. Uh, if this team is going to bounce back and get some wins to close out the season, um, they, they've got to do it starting after the, the bye week. And they're going to need some of these guys to get back healthy because this is a roster that we knew coming into this season could not sustain uh, numerous injuries. And they're right now, they're unfortunately suffering injuries at some key spots and with guys who are very important, either starters or uh, you know included as part of the rotation, uh, as with uh, Davidson. 
And of course, all of this comes on top of the Falcons losing uh, cornerback Isaiah Oliver for the season with a knee injury. Uh, That was something that happened in this last game against Washington. Uh, The fourth-year corner has been having a very strong season in that slot position uh, and really has been one of our uh, better defenders this season. After uh, two and a half years of struggles, uh, it looks like he has finally started to come to his own, and this knee injury obviously could not come at a worse time. Likewise, in the same game, Eric Harris, our safety, who was our highest graded safety by Pro Football Focus uh, out of that Washington game, and right now is one of the top 10 safeties uh, in the league by PFF score. Um, He has been missing practice with uh, a calf injury, so that remains to be seen. If he doesn't play, fully expect to see Jalen Hawkins in there, and this could be, if, if Harris misses, this could be the first opportunity we finally get to see second-round draft pick uh, Richie Grant, uh, who many fans have been bemoaning the fact that he has not been getting into the game uh, in the defensive lineups. Uh, and honestly, I think it's part of the development plan for him and guys like Darren Hall, uh, their other draft pick in the secondary. Uh, these guys are, uh, you know, right now they're they're just not ready, according to, uh, to Dean Pease. And uh, they may be forced into action a little bit early, and Avery Williams, uh, who came in for Oliver, will be in there as well. As for the Jets, uh, right now they don't have any players uh, ruled out, but they did have several players uh, that did not practice this week, uh, have not practiced at least so far. Uh, safety Adrian Colbert, tight end Tyler Croft, safety Marcus May, and wide receiver Jeff Smith. Uh, so yeah, those are obviously not the biggest names on their team. Uh, but this is a Jets team that doesn't have a tremendous amount of talent either. So <laughs> they're one in four for a reason. Uh, so, all right, so those are the injuries going into this game. Let's take a look at how the Falcons match up. We're going to start with the Falcons offense, since right now that appears to be where the Falcons are hurting the most uh, from a, a personnel standpoint. All right, let's get into it. All right, if we start up front with the Falcons in the trenches, this is, I think, the story of the season so far. When this offensive line has played well, uh, the Falcons have played well in offense. Uh, When they've struggled, the entire offense has struggled, both in the running game and the passing game. And right now, you've you've basically got two guys that, from a pass-blocking standpoint, are getting it done consistently. Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom. Um, Past that, it has been erratic, to say the least. Uh, the running game still has major issues with this offensive line. Um, I, I do want to say when you implement a, a zone running scheme, it often can take time to bring that together. Uh, that ha- we saw that in 2015. Uh, we saw it, uh, you know, when we switched away from that under Dirk Cutter. Uh, and in particular, the zone requires a lot of coordination and communication uh, with the offensive lineman and who's going to take on a second level block, who's going to let go of their block to to move to the second level. So it's not entirely surprising that the running game is struggling, but clearly we want that to get on track sooner rather than later. Um, Mayfield uh, is at left guard. He has been getting better. PFF had him taking a big step backwards against Washington. I personally did not see that. Uh, I thought he he did better. However, he did have a couple penalties, uh, which has been something that's been plaguing him this year. And likewise, where he is getting beat uh, is with the stunts and the twists. And incidentally, that is something the Jets do a lot, and that's not going to help with uh, the issues on the offensive line. Matt Hennessy has sort of settled in as an average starter at this point. 
He's not fantastic. He's not Alex Mack. Um, but he is at this point, I would say he is not a detriment. Um, and he still has room to grow. And that is a good sign. So after just, you know, four starts, he seems to be settling in, um, not particularly exceptional at any one thing, but, uh, I think good enough right now, obviously Lindstrom has turned into one of the top guards in the league, which is fantastic. Great to see that out of him. Uh, and then McGarry at right tackle, he's going to have a tough matchup this week. Now, granted last week, um, against Chase Young. Chase Young wasn't able to generate much pressure on Matt Ryan. We saw Matt Ryan with a good bit of time in the pocket. And, um, you know, McGarry got a little bit of help, but that was mostly him winning that matchup. Is this a sign of what we may see going forward? God, I hope so. We really need him to cement his status as our starting right tackle. The one thing the Falcons don't want to do is have to start looking for another right tackle um, because McGarry, as a former first-round pick, isn't cutting it. They want him to succeed. He just has to be more consistent. Uh, and right now, that's been his uh, biggest issue. So hopefully this game will be another step in the right direction after what he did against Washington. Uh, so he, he's one of the key matchups. And he's again, he's got a tough one this week. Um, as for uh, Jake Matthews, really not getting it done in the running game, but still one of the top pass blockers uh, in the league still scoring you know, more than adequate in that regard, uh, but sort of having a little bit of a down season overall, uh, but still a guy I think that you, you lean heavily on on this offensive line, still under 30 years old, uh, so a, a good player that they can build around for the next five to 10 years. Okay, what about the weapons? Let's start at quarterback. Um, Matt Ryan, first three games, undoubtedly, uh, was off to a bit of a rough start. Uh, looked better in the Tampa game, but obviously... Finished that with a couple of pick sixes and three interceptions in total. Um, I think the, the the game against the Giants, he uh, took a step back. But last week against Washington, he was literally ranked the best quarterback of the week uh, by PFF. And I think that showed. He was incredibly accurate, throwing in the tight windows. He was making good decisions all day long. And frankly, his receivers let him down. Uh, Zacchaeus, uh, Calvin Ridley, both with drops. Kyle Pitts with some opportunities but couldn't come down with them. Hopefully, this is a game where some of these guys uh, quit that nonsense because we need them to be better than this. Um, last week, you take away some of those drops. This is a team that wins, and they probably win pr pretty handily. And in fact, I think you can make the case that they would have scored 40-plus against Washington had some of those guys held on to those balls. So uh, obviously, we want Ryan to continue with this improvement and keep becoming the quarterback we know he's capable of becoming. Um, and I will say, his history has been to be a slow starter at the beginning of the seasons. I've mentioned this before. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, hopefully, this is a sign, and, and he's going to give us another good game out in London. Um, his weapons, Zacchaeus uh, and Sharp. I don't have a lot of confidence in these guys. And it, it's not that I don't think they can work in rotational roles, but right now, there are two starters. They are not starting material at wide receiver. We knew that the wide receiver position uh, was lacking in depth past uh, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. With both of those guys out, we're now seeing it. Now, to be 100% fair to the Falcons, there are very few teams that can lose wide receiver one and two and not take a major step back. We saw that last week with Tennessee when they had Brown and Jones out. Uh, so there is very little they can do about that. Obviously, this is not ideal. Um, not having either of those guys is, is going to be a massive hit to the passing game. Uh, Zacchaeus has some ability Sharp looks like uh, 
again, this guy really should just be in limited rotational roles. Christian Blake uh, will probably get some snaps. Uh, likewise, uh, rookie draft pick Frank Darby may finally see some action in this game. We'll see. Uh, really, I think this is going to come down to the other weapons. Uh, let's talk about the tight ends. Kyle Pitts last week got significant targets. Um, didn't get all of them pulled in, and that's something that uh, he and Ryan are going to have to work on. I think this is a trust communication timing issue. Uh, it's just going to take some time for Ryan to build that trust in Pitts. But we've seen that when the ball is in his hands, he can deliver. And this is what we're looking for. And honestly, if I'm the Jets, I'm keying in on Pitts. I'm not scared by Zacchaeus. I'm not scared by Sharp. I'm going to double Pitts the entire game. The entire game. I'm not going to leave him in single coverage at any moment during this game. And I think that's going to limit his productivity um, because right now he's a rookie. And rookies don't generally beat double and triple coverage. Um, The rookies who've done that through league history have gone on to become... Uh, first ballot Hall of Famers, and honestly, it's, it is rare that anything like that happens. Even the absolute best in the league, Julio Jones in his first year wasn't uh, winning those types of matchups. It took a year or two for him to get to that point. So I don't think Pitts is going to be particularly productive in this game. Some people are saying, this is the game he has to show it. Well, you know what? New York knows that too, and they're going to try to shut him down and force Ryan to go to other options. The other option that tied in, Hayden Hurst. He has been invisible this year. I don't know why. Uh, I think he has the ability to be a much better receiving tight end than what we've seen this year. Uh, It's a little bit frustrating. And honestly, this is the game, I think, where he can step up, where the Falcons need him to become that weapon. And we'll talk about the Jets' secondary here in a second. And then finally, the the halfbacks, Mike Davis, Wayne Gallman, and of course, Cordero Patterson. Patterson, I think, is, again, lined up to have a big game today. We look at the linebackers that the Jets have. They've got some issues there. Um, Mosley, who is generally a good good linebacker, is having a down season, his worst season so far. Um, next to him, Quincy Williams, not a particularly great player right now into his third year. Uh, and then Jamie and Sherwood, their fifth-round pick, uh, sort of hit and miss right now uh, and not getting it done in coverage. And this is where I think Patterson can take advantage of some opportunities. Uh, their safeties... Uh, you've got Adrian Colbert, uh, who is in his fifth year, former seventh round pick. Again, sort of a subpar starter. And then a familiar name to Falcons fans, Sherrod Niesman, uh, is out there. He's decent enough. A, a guy I think that in a rotational role would be you know really good value. But right now he's one of their starters. And that's the secondary. Uh, you know, the corners. I think they're probably going to have a relatively easy time shutting down. Uh, Alameda Zacchaeus and Sharp. Bryce Hall, is uh, he's a pretty good corner in his second year, um, fifth-round pick for the Jets. Uh, and then you've got uh, Javelin Goodry, I believe it is, a, a undrafted uh, second-year player uh, who is playing fairly well. So right now, the opportunities are there on the back end of this defense for guys like Hayden Hurst and uh uh, Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson to impact this game. I truly do believe Pitts is going to see a lot of double coverage. A lot of um, you know opportunities are going to be taken away from him as they're going to focus on shutting him down. They know that Ryan and uh, Smith are going to try to target him uh, because he's our most explosive player at this point with Calvin Ridley out. Um, as for the Jets' defensive front, this is where things get hairy. Um, this is a very good defensive front, yet Again, the Falcons have sort of had a murderer's row 
of really good defensive fronts that they've had to go against over the first five weeks of the season, and they've got another one. Uh, Quinnen Williams on the inside has three and a half sacks for the team. Uh, on the outside, probably going to face off against Caleb McGarry. Uh, John Franklin Myers uh, has had a good year uh, and you know, former fourth-round pick in his, uh, uh, in his fourth year now. He is also having a good year. I think three and a half sacks as well for him. Uh, in total, right now, uh, the Jets have uh, 13 sacks on the year. So they're, they're delivering on the defensive front. Now, their back end is a problem. And obviously, that is something to keep an eye on and, and where the Falcons can win. But this, this offensive line, they have to repeat what they did against the Giants, and they have to repeat what they did against Washington, which is to give Matt Ryan enough time in the pocket to take advantage of that uh, rather weak linebacker core and, and the, the weakness at safeties. So there is the potential here. But again, as before, this one is going to lean on the Falcons' offensive line, they have to keep improving. If they do, the Falcons will have a chance. You know, if, if we can get Hayden Hurst, Pitts, continue to use Patterson as the incredible weapon he has been. I really think this is going to be a game about the tight ends and the running backs and what they can do, not just uh, in the running game, but as, as receivers. Because right now, I have little faith in Zacchaeus and Sharp to win consistently, and that's going to hold back this offense, unfortunately. Uh, really wish uh, Ridley was out there, but... He's got to take care of himself and, and whatever's going on there. All right, we're going to talk about how the Falcons' defense matches up against the Jets' offense. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. We're examining the Falcons matchup against the New York Jets going into this critical week five matchup. Both teams are at one and four. Clearly, they want to win this game. It's on the road. It's technically a Falcons home game, but obviously in London, that is completely meaningless. Uh, the crowd could be quite interesting. In fact, uh, don't expect them to follow the normal rules of how teams are supposed to be rooted for. All right, let's talk about uh, this Jets offense. Let's start with their offensive line. They've got some decent players here. You've got at you know tackle. You've got George Fant uh, and Morgan Moses. Uh, Moses is a uh, longtime veteran. Uh, he has been in the league since 2014. He is good on the right side. Uh, Fant, there may be some opportunities here, but uh, he is generally a, a, a reliable player at on the outside. Now the interior. The two interior guards here, I believe, are presenting some opportunities for guys like Grady Jarrett uh, and even you know uh, selective blitzes to to work against this Jets offensive line. Elijah Vera Tucker, um, his pass blocking grade according to PFF, fifty point six. Uh, he's in his first year, their first round pick. Uh, looks like he is struggling so far as a pass blocker. Uh, on the other side, at right guard. Uh, Greg Van Rotten, who has been in the league since 2012, um, and he has got a 42.4 pass blocking grade, which is 
almost near the bottom of the league. So these two guys could be a weakness in the middle of this Jets offensive line. Uh, Connor McGovern um, is a generally uh, decent starter at center. Right now, he's ranked 10th out of 33 centers in the league. Um, And right now, his pass blocking grade of 60.5 puts him right in the middle, sort of really where the same uh, area where uh, uh, Matt Hennessy is at as a pass blocker. So uh, McGovern, I think, is decent enough at center. So this interior could be an area where Grady Jarrett, Jonathan Bullard could try to attack and get some pressure on their rookie quarterback. Um, Dante Fowler Jr. Uh, going up against going up against Morgan Moses probably not going to be a fantastic matchup for him. Uh, so this may be an opportunity for them to use stunts uh, and to try to generate some pressure because right now it's really just Jarrett and Fowler they are getting it done in the trenches. Guys like uh, Jonathan Bullard, Stephen Means. Uh, really not uh, delivering much uh, value at all. These are guys that really should not be starters. They should be rotational players. Uh, guys like John Kaminsky can barely even get on the field at this point. Um, Ede Ogundeji, obviously as a rookie, uh, has shown flashes. Uh, but I think the outlook for him is more about what he can do in 2022 and beyond, not this year. Maybe he gets some uh, additional snaps in this game. He's been getting more and more as the season has progressed. Uh, but I wouldn't expect him to be someone that's going to generate uh, a tremendous amount of pressure going forward. Um, quarterback, obviously, Zach Wilson, uh, number two pick in this past draft class. Four touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year. Uh, now, many of those interceptions came in one big chunk. Uh, so don't you know put too much into that. But obviously, uh, as a quarterback, he is struggling, as you would expect with a rookie. Uh, so right now, Zach Wilson um, has been, you know, part of the reason that they're one and four as well. So this is, uh, I'm part, pardon me, one and three. Uh, this is uh, this is a quarterback that you know they're hoping to build with him for the future. Uh, but right now, you know, he is he's not getting it done. Now he's got some athleticism, yet another quarterback that can move outside the pocket. Uh, so that has been a weakness for the Falcons this year. With they've frankly, faced numerous guys, uh, whether it was Jalen Hurts um, or last year, even with or last week with uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, guys that can extend the pocket. And uh, Wilson is going to be like that. So they have got to do a much better job of setting the edge, uh, containing him and bringing him down. Uh, Obviously, last week, we saw what happens when you can't bring down these guys and they get extended opportunities that can generate downfield. And right now, this Falcons secondary is sort of hit and miss. Um, Now, the weapons, the running backs for the Jets are actually, it's not not very good. Let me be honest. They have one guy who has over 100 rushing yards on the season. Michael Carter, 127 yards on the season in four games. Uh, after him, Ty Johnson with 83, and then Tevin Coleman with 62. So they've got a running back by committee approach going on here. None of those guys is averaging more than four yards per carry. Uh, Tevin Coleman 3.4, Ty Johnson 3.8, Michael Carter 3.4. So they're not going to try. They're not going to get it done on the ground. At least they haven't to this point. Their wide receivers, though, there's a little bit more uh, in their wide receiving core than what they've got in uh, from their runners. Uh, they've got Corey Davis, who they picked up from the Titans. He is their leading receiver with 257 yards. Um, Braxton Berrios with 150 yards is right behind him. Uh, Keelan Cole with 122. Uh, the name to pay attention to here is Jamison Crowder. Uh, he will probably line up a lot in the slot, 
which means he is probably going to match up with Avery Williams, our rookie sixth round draft pick. Obviously, Williams was brought in primarily as a punt returner, and he is being forced into duty. It is also possible that we'll see uh, you know, Darren Hall, our other rookie draft pick, get in there. Uh, right now, TJ Green could be an option. I'm not sure if that's a great option. We may even see uh, Richie Grant get some op- options uh, in uh, in there in the big nickel package. So this it, this is the, the matchup I'm actually watching, is what Crowder does against whoever we've got in those nickel sets. Um, I think he is in line to have a potentially big day. Um, he came back last week and was immediately one of the favorite targets for Wilson. Uh, and he is probably going to have, I would imagine, I'm going to bet on Crowder to have a, a, a big day. Obviously, A.J. Terrell on the outside uh, having a good season. Uh, maybe not the top-tier season we thought we, he would have, but again, this is a second-year player. He's made a big leap already, and I think he's just getting better. Fabian Moreau on the other side, though, a lot of question marks. He has been one of our worst corners. He has struggled a lot. Uh, we've seen him on his back more often than not, uh, which is not something you want to see out of one of your starting cornerbacks. Uh, our safeties, Dron Harmon, has been... You know, he's been okay. He's fair. Uh, Eric Harris, uh, you know, was sort of in that same boat, but then had a monster game against Washington with, you know, several pass breakups. Uh, But honestly, several of those pass breakups should have been interceptions. So uh, PFF ranks him high. I'm I'm still sort of like wondering why Eric Harris is a a starter, but uh, so be it. He's out there. He did well in coverage, at least with batting the balls away, uh, not with delivering interceptions. And our linebackers, Deion Jones, Foye Lucan, I think they're going to be critical in this game. Um, if we're going to consistently generate pressure, we need guys like uh, Deion Jones, um, who is really productive as a pass rusher. We need him to deliver in this game. We need him to take advantage of the, you know, the relatively soft interior of this offensive line uh, and then chase down uh, Wilson. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a key matchup for the Falcons in this game. They have to keep... Wilson contained, and if he gets out of the pocket, they have to chase him down and limit the damage. And that is going to come down to Deion Jones. And uh, he's got to do a little bit better than what he's done this season, uh, considering you know really the role he has on this team as a leader. Uh, he's got the ability. We all know he does. He is lightning fast. Uh, we just need him now to become a little bit more consistent. He and Foye both, to be blunt, need to do much better about their tackling both have whiffed repeatedly this year with the tackles. And honestly, uh, that has been one of the biggest frustrations with this team. All right. Now that we've talked about this matchup, how do I think this is going to go down? Well, the reality is, uh, if I start with the Falcons defense, I think they've got some good matchups, um, but not enough of them. I think Crowder is going to be a big factor in this game. Uh, I think Davis could be a big factor in this game, especially if he matches up with Fabian Moreau. Uh, I, I'm not as scared about their running backs, but I, I really feel like Crowder is going to be the the wild card here. I think he could have a big game. I think he goes over 100 yards uh, in this game with a touchdown. And Wilson, I think, is going to generate a little bit outside the pocket. But I, I don't think he is yet the quarterback that's going to pick them up and lift them to a win consistently. Not yet. He has the potential, but I don't think he's there yet. Um, I think the Falcons will limit their scoring. Uh, I I think the Jets will be somewhere around 14, uh, maybe 17 points. Uh, But what about the Falcons' offense? Well, to be honest, this is not a great matchup. 
Uh, we Even with Calvin Ridley, this was going to be a difficult matchup, again, because of their ability to generate pressure. The 13 sacks on, on the year has me a little bit nervous about what they can do to this Falcons offensive line. That matchup between Franklin Myers and McGarry uh, is concerning. And honestly, this is, I think, another matchup where the, the Falcons offensive line could end up uh, blowing up some plays. And I think it's going to limit the ability of the Falcons offense to consistently move downfield and to score. This could end up being a lot like the Giants game. And in that case, right now, because of the fact that Ridley is out, because of the fact that Gage is out, and the fact that I think New York is going to key in on Pitts, um, and, and Patterson for that matter, I think the, the Falcons offense is going to struggle this week. And rightfully so. You know, Don't take this as a major criticism of the team. I just think that when you lose your top two receivers going into a game, it's going to cause struggles. And uh, especially with an offense that's still trying to find a rhythm as they learn a new scheme, as they get used to new guys, I actually think the Jets are going to pull off this one. Um, unfortunately, I think the Falcons are going to drop to one and four. Um, I'm, I, th- I think the Jets are going to win something like 14-13. Really painful loss, uh, really close. But you know these are two teams that are struggling right now. And right now, the Falcons, with their depth, they just could not afford to lose guys. And unfortunately, they've lost, they've lost several guys, several important guys, several starters going into this game. And I think that's where the difference is going to be made. So I, I usually don't like going into these predictions with a dire uh, uh, atmosphere. But honestly... I think we knew the Falcons could not sustain repeated injuries, and yet it's happened. It's happened early on. Uh, and with Calvin Ridley, that obviously I think is the straw that breaks the back here. If Ridley were in, I'd feel a little bit more optimistic that the Falcons could pull this off. Right now, I, I don't see it happening. If they do get this win, let me say, if they do find a way to beat the Jets with all of these guys missing, that is actually going to be a really positive sign going into the bye. I think if you can overcome this many injuries to key guys, you know, we're not talking about injuries to depth guys. We're talking about literal starters, multiple injuries to starters. If you can overcome that and still go on the road, and I don't care if they're calling a home game, it's such garbage. This is not a home game. You go on the road and win um, in a circumstance like this. That is something to build off of. So while I don't predict it happening I think it's close enough that it could happen, and if it does happen, it could be a big confidence booster for this team. All right, guys, let me know what you think. You can follow me on Twitter at DW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod, and of course our articles daily at Falcoholic.com. This is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk to you next time. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.